The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today we get a story time of a Gen Z kid who wants attention so badly that they literally fake being disabled and in a wheelchair. Eventually the Gen Z kid does slip up and gets exposed, and karma is proven once again to actually be real. I know you guys will enjoy this story, so sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's jump right into it. So we're gonna call the subscriber submitted today's story, Ryan. So anyways, in Ryan's class, there's this one Gen Z kid who loved attention. The Gen Z kid would always like post stuff on TikTok being like, I had a bad day or whatever. And look, it's totally fine to like want attention. However, it's definitely both the quantity of times that you ask for it and the way that you go about it. Look, attention is necessary, especially for human beings. They need attention from their other, you know, other human beings, right? It's good for your health, whatever. However, I think we all know that one person who just goes way too far to get the attention and or they're just super annoying about it. The Gen Z kid was no, like, was no different. And the Gen Z kid in this case goes way too far because look, I find it annoying when people uh, try and get attention in annoying manners, as most people do. However, it's different from being annoying and pretending that you are literally physically disabled in a wheelchair just to get attention. There is a very clear difference and the Gen Z kid very obviously crossed the line. So the Gen Z kid was never in a wheelchair. They were never, they didn't even come into school with a boot. Like they never had anything like that. But one day Ryan was sitting in class and just thought it would be a normal day in class. He thought he'd start off the day, you know, normal day, whatever. And that's when the Gen Z kid comes in in a wheelchair, wheels into class. Obviously, this is a really big deal. I mean, you should treat everyone the same, but when someone that you've been going to school with for a very long time just suddenly walks it, like doesn't even walk in, wheels in in a wheelchair, bro, you're definitely gonna ask some questions because it's not just like someone's like, you know what, I feel like, I feel like being in a wheelchair today. I mean, the Gen Z kid actually was like that, but no one would actually with this, no one with a sound conscious would ever do that, right? So anyways, obviously the Gen Z kid gets a lot of attention including the teacher, kind of stops class because the Gen Z kid was a little late, but the teacher's not going to be like, should have wheeled her quicker, bro. <laughs> like, the teacher's going to be like, oh my God, like, what happened? 
So the teacher and everyone in class, you know, they were just like, oh my God, like what happened? Is everything okay? And the teacher's like, I didn't get a note from your parents about this. Not even, not in an, like an accusatory way, because in the very beginning, no one suspected even for a second that the Gen Z kid was faking it. Even though the Gen Z kid was notorious and had a history of faking things for attention, or not even just trying to, not even like faking things, but just trying to get attention at all costs, nobody possibly thought that the Gen Z kid would fake being like, physically crippled in a wheelchair, no one would ever believe that. And the teacher, when, when the teacher said, oh, your parents didn't even tell me about this, more of a kind of a statement of surprise than a statement of, I think you're faking this. Obviously, in retrospect, this was the first in a major red flag, but no one at the time, not even Ryan, ever thought anything about it. So the Gen Z kid basically goes on to say, make up this fabricated story. No one at the time realized it was fabricated, but the Gen Z kid basically went on to say something along the lines of, yeah, like, I was, you know, I, uh, you know, I went to the doctor, I wasn't feeling good, and it turns out, like, my legs may never work again. And the thing is, that is a very serious thing that happens to some people. It's very uncommon, but it is very serious and your life will never be the same. If you all of a sudden like cannot use your legs, then your life will never be the same, bro. I think that's pretty obvious. And uh, yeah, using someone else's uh, situation, a tragic situation that they have to go through the trials and tribulations of life, giving you the biggest curveball ever uh, to your advantage because you want attention is pretty sickening. But uh, Anyways, and also, first of all, the Gen Z kid could have been like, oh, I broke my leg, I'm gonna be in this for months. But the Gen Z kid makes up a story even more crazy. The Gen Z kid, like, literally says that they might be, like, disabled forever, bro. Because the thing is, if the Gen Z kid really just wanted attention, say that you break your leg, you'll have attention for at least a month or something, then you can start walking normally again and no one will ever bat an eye, right? However, you know, the Gen Z kid's like, no, I think I might not be able to, like, ever walk again. And while the Gen Z kid didn't give a lot of specific details about their condition, well, because the condition didn't exist, no one really questioned it. Because why would you go about questioning someone who literally wheels in with a wheelchair? I don't know about you, but probably the first thing that would come out of my mouth would be like, hey, dude, like, if there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. Not... I don't believe it. I think you're faking your disa like your disorder. Like that is not something that you'll hear coming out of my mouth. And so everyone was very just like, oh my God, like I'll let me help you. A bunch of kids got up to like make way. Every kid basically said, you can take my seat, like whatever, like, oh, I'll move my desk out of the way. Don't even worry about it, blah, blah, blah. All this kind of stuff. Everyone was being as good as they possibly could be to the Gen Z kid, giving the Gen Z kid a copious amount of attention. Little did they know, they were all falling into the Gen Z kid's plot. The plan that was meticulous, well, not very meticulously, you know, planned out because as you'll see, the Gen Z kid, you know, got, got the karma that they deserved because they made a massive mistake and exposed themselves, but that will be happening, happening a little later on. So, you know, stick around for a second. It's worth it. But anyways, yeah, for a little while, everyone is just like giving the Gen Z kid the utmost attention, being like, whatever you need, whatever you want, we got you. However, as the days and soon weeks went on, one thing was very clear. The Gen Z kid was definitely using it to their advantage. One thing I will say is that most of the classmates didn't really care about this because if someone is, you know, genuinely comes in, you know, with a life-changing disability, then you will accommodate it for them. However, some classmates, including Ryan, were starting to believe that it just felt a little bit strange. The Gen Z kid all of a sudden was asking for people to do their homework or, you know, to go do, man like, certain tasks that 
you didn't really need legs to do. Obviously, no one really questioned it at the time and just believed that, you know, the stress of completely changing someone's situation was enough to, you know, just, you know what, they are going through enough right now, let me lighten the burden. Very, you know, reasonable thing to believe. However, this is where things began to, like, people weren't suspicious, but they were begun, they were beginning to become almost suspicious to the, a little bit, a little bit. And also the big thing is no one outwardly wanted to admit that they were suspicious because it just seemed like a really, I don't know, not a great thing. I mean, your classmate is going through a very difficult situation, according to them. I mean, they literally roll in with a wheelchair all of a sudden. You're not going to, your first assumption is not going to be, oh, they're faking it. Your first assumption is going to be like, oh my God, like that's terrible. What can I do for you? Yeah, however, um, Ryan was with his friend one Friday night, like two weeks after the whole, you know, Gen Z kid rolls in in a wheelchair, and he's having, like, a sleepover, and it's, like, you know, late at night. I don't know if you guys ever had these, but these were my favorite parts of sleepovers as a child. Basically, the late-night conversations with the boys or girls or whatever, right? But specifically from my experience, the late-night conversation with the boys, right? You've already played your video games. You've already gone out. You've already done stuff. And you're basically just staying up later than you tell your parents you're actually staying up. And you're just, like, you know, around by a flashlight or whatever. And then you just have really deep and meaningful conversations. Or just, like, the most interesting conversations that last way, way into the night. So Ryan was having one of those conversations. And he's like... I have a thought that's, like, kind of, like, bad, but, like, I don't know how to go about it. Obviously, when someone says that, there's a lot of things that they could be saying. So Ryan's friend's like, oh, what do you mean by that? And Ryan's like, don't judge me by this, but, like, can you hear me out? So Ryan's friend will call him Ben. Is like, sure, whatever. Like, just tell me. It's it's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll use the caveat of, like, I'm not going to, like, go crazy if you say something weird, right? And he's basically like, look, I know this might be bad of me to say, but I'm a little suspicious of the Gen Z kid. It just feels like I look, they might actually like, I'm not saying that they're not disabled, but I'm also, it just seems weird how they're going about it. Like it seems as if like they're asking people to do their homework when that doesn't make sense that they're disabled. Like I understand asking people to go get their books or to move their books from class to class, but it just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. And also the fact that the teacher never got a note from the parent, like that just doesn't make sense to me either. Like I'm not saying that they're faking it, And it's funny because Ben didn't have a shocked look on his face. Ben didn't have a disgusted look on his face. Ben kind of had a very blank look. A blank look of kind of like, keep going, and I'm going to agree with you. So by the time that Ryan was done telling Ben about his kind of, like, his deep personal thoughts that you would only tell someone at, like, the very late nights of the boys' sleepover, mid-deep conversation, right? kind of very exposing himself and where, you know, he kind of, part of him was afraid that Ben was going to be like, how dare you say these things? Like, our classmate is going through such a difficult time, whatever, right? But Ben is just kind of silent. And there's like a couple seconds of silence until Ben breaks the silence by telling Ryan, like, hey man, like, I've been kind of thinking the same thing, but there's no way I could possibly say anything. So then they're both kind of more free to speak. And they start going on about all the anomalies and all the inconsistencies with what's going on. So at this point, the Gen Z kid has not completely exposed themselves. The Gen Z kid has not done the, has, okay, and later on in the story, the Gen Z kid exposes themselves so bad and exposes themselves in front of every single person. 
and it's so clear and so obvious that it almost proves karma's true. So stick around for that. But up until this point, the Gen Z kid has been fairly good about their act. However, there are a few inconsistencies. The things that are becoming annoying is the fact that the Gen Z kid is asking for more and more for people to do, which look, it's understandable. If you come in with some disability that makes life harder for you, then it is kind of expected for your community to, to kind of step up, especially if you ask. For example, I can only imagine, you know, maybe carrying a backpack from class to class or a bunch of heavy books when you're in a wheelchair would be difficult. Um, so asking a classmate to help you out in that department is not unreasonable or ridiculous or anything like that. However, asking classmates to do homework or like, you know, people would bring in their own food and the Gen Z kid would like roll over to them, give them big puppy eyes and be like, man, it's been so hard ever since I've been in this wheelchair. Can I have your cookie? Like very obvious emotional manipulation, like very blatant stuff that seems to be almost using the fact that they're in a wheelchair to kind of get stuff out of them. And I don't know about you, but I feel like people who actually have that, you know, disabilities and stuff like that wouldn't use it like that. It's something that they actually have to live with. Obviously, the Gen Z kid doesn't understand the gravity of, you know, the situation that they're basically cosplaying as, right? Because they don't actually live it. So anyways, if you made it this far into the video, comment chair down below. We'll make that the secret word of the day. And while you're down in the comment section commenting chair, make sure to check out the pinned comment because in the pinned comment, there's a link to my Spotify account in which I upload these stories as podcasts. Feel free to listen to them on there as it also helps me out. And also the second link in the pinned comment is a link to my second channel, uh, Connor Stories, in which I upload, which I read stories not from you guys submitting it to me, but from Reddit. Please subscribe to that channel as it is newer, and you know it. Your views will go so much farther because it's such a small channel. Anyways, let's get back to it. So, Ryan and Ben both have similar suspicions, and so Ryan decides that he wants to do a little bit of investigative work. So anyways, uh, the students are picked up after school every day. Some kids walk home, but a lot of them are picked up. Ryan knows that, you know, the Gen Z kid doesn't, you know, Ryan doesn't know exactly where the Gen Z kid lives, right? However, Ryan also knows that the Gen Z kid doesn't walk home from school, or I guess would wheel back home from school at this point. So, you know, I mean, if you're in a wheelchair, you're definitely not going to wheel like 25 minutes unless you're like, that's your life and you're trying to do it for exercise. I don't know, right? I don't know. But Ryan knows that this kid doesn't walk home from school. So Ryan knows that they must be picked up. So Ryan, while not necessarily expecting anything, is just curious. So Ryan walks home from school. So he kind of has all the time in the world that, to get back. Obviously, if he waits an hour, his mom will be nervous and concerned and be like, where have you been, etc. whatever, right? However, right, Ryan decides to basically follow the Gen Z kid somewhere, right? And the Gen Z kid kind of like, you know, wheels out of class. And Ryan is like very sneakily kind of like following them while being kind of far away, while not being too far away, and watches as they, they don't go out the main exit. Because one thing he noticed was the Gen Z kid basically disappeared after school and it was very weird. I mean, Ryan thought that, oh, they must have gotten picked up early or maybe they just got picked up somewhere else or something like that. Never really thought about it, but he's like, you know, I don't know, there's just inconsistencies with their story, and I just want to watch, right? He wasn't sure what he was looking for, he just knew that he was looking for something, and something he did find. So anyways, sure enough, the Gen Z kid rolls, instead of going out the front door, goes out the back door, which is just very weird, right? Very weird. And uh, starts, like, 
and, and, and Ryan very carefully, right? He has to be very careful following her because he doesn't want to get exposed, right? Or he doesn't want, he, he wants to catch her in, in the natural act if she's doing anything, right? So he watches and he, and he follows behind her. And the Gen Z kid is like wheels out the back door and Ryan sneaks out the back door, wheels down like a one street, right? And then there's this weird place. There's this like old garage, a big garage that would have all these like, has like bicycles and old rusted out equipment. It almost seemed to be abandoned, but sometimes people just store stuff in there. And the Gen Z kid wheels into the garage. This is very, very strange behavior. So Ryan, while making sure that he's not gonna get exposed, still follows behind closely. That's when, the, that's when Ryan sees something completely shocking. I mean, it's not as if he didn't see this coming, but he also didn't see this specifically coming. The Gen Z kid, walks out of the barn. Listen to me again. The Gen Z kid walks out of the barn. The Gen Z kid does not wheel out of the barn. The Gen Z kid walks out of the barn. Yes. The Gen Z kid wheels into this barn, a garage type thing, and then walks out of it without a wheelchair. Ryan watches as the Gen Z kid, right, once again, like, walks out and then, like, kind of looks in both directions to make sure no one notices and kind of, like, runs down the street to where, you know, their mom is, like, idling in their car. I can't assume what, I, I don't actually know the details, and by I, I mean Ryan does not know the actual details, but Ryan would love to believe that the mom doesn't know any better. Ryan would love to believe that the mom is not implicit on, you know, their, you know, child's, uh, you know, games, right, to get attention using other people's suffering. What might have happened was that the child's like, I don't want to be picked up uh, in front of everyone. It gives me anxiety or something. Like, please pick me up here. Please, mom, please. It's like, doctor says you have to do, I don't know. Maybe some kind of guilt trip or something like that. And the mom's like, okay, you know, when I was a teenager, I was kind of weird too, so I'm just not going to question it. So Ryan immediately calls up his friend Ben once the Gen Z kid drives away. And he's like, Ben. And Ben's like, what's up, dude? He's like, Ben, you're not going to believe what happened. And so Ryan explains everything, and Ben is dead silent the entire time. You know someone's really interested in every detail of a story when they don't say a single thing. Like, when I like a story, I might pipe in a little bit and be like, dang, bro, like, that's crazy. But when I'm really, really locked in, I don't say a word. And Ben was the same. And by the end of it, Ben was like, someone's got exposure, bro. And Ben was, ben was being serious. He was like, this is, like, unethical behavior, and someone's got to put an end to this. So Ben and Ryan meet up after school and they meet up at Ryan's house and they're just sitting in Ryan's room and they're just kind of like trying to contemplate like, okay, how do we go about this? How do we like, how can we do this? Because like, we can't just like go up to her in school and like push her out of the wheelchair. Cause like, I don't know, she might fake it and be like, oh my God. And then we'd actually be expelled, right? Uh, we need to figure out a way to catch her in the act. We can't question her. And that's when Ryan's like, I got it. Assuming that she, you know, does the same thing every single day, uh, I was able to secretly follow her before, I should be able to secretly follow her again. And Ben's like, all right, that's genius. Just make sure to record it this time. So sure enough, right, the next day comes around. And once again, you know, the Gen Z kid wheels out in the back hallway, right? So Ryan decides that he is going to record the entire thing. So he starts recording and follows her out. So Ryan does what he did the last day following the Gen Z kid as they wheel out in the back of the school, go out, like, down the street, go down a couple streets to the abandoned kind of, like, garage warehouse type area, wheel into it, and then walk out of it. 
But unlike last time, this time he's recorded the whole thing. He makes sure that he's recording, he makes sure the audio is good, he makes sure that, you know, I mean, he's sneaking around while recording, so it's not going to be the best video, but especially in the most damning moments, aka when they walk in, or they wheel in and walk out, he's making sure that he makes sure that that is very, very clear, and that is very, very, pre like, that is, like, the video is not shaky at this point. So afterwards, you know, the same thing happens again, they walk into the car and drive off, Ryan calls up his friend Ben, and Ben's like, well, how did it go? And Ryan sends him the, the, the video, and after watching it, Ben's like, all right, wow. Like, this is actually, like, bulletproof evidence right here. So they don't know exactly how to go about doing this. Um, they think, okay, well, maybe we could send it to the teachers or whatever. Maybe, whatever, we could keep this really quiet. Maybe we could send it to the Gen Z kid and be like, we know that you're faking it. Like, you need to, like, stop doing this and give them the benefit, give them the courtesy to be like, oh guys, I'm actually okay now, thank you so much, whatever. But no, Ryan and Ben decided that, you know what, the, the, the Gen Z kid did not give any courtesy or any, they, the Gen Z kid was not polite. The Gen Z kid did not give courtesy to the people who actually suffer with this stuff. The Gen Z kid did not actually, you know, care or give like, you know, any credit, like, I, I don't know. They just felt like, you know what, no, like, the Gen Z kid deserves to be torched for this, basically. Not literally, guys. Come on now. But so they decide that what they're going to do is instead of going to the teachers of the Gen Z kid themselves, they are going to disseminate this video across social media and not like try and get a viral TikTok, but at least try and get it on everybody's private Snapchat story. Try and get it like pushed around and try and get it sent to every group chat in the frickin' grade. And they do so pretty easily. So they text up a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls that they know and be like, look, you know the Gen Z kid, here is proof that they're not actually like disabled and they're faking it the whole time. And sure enough, the video spreads like wildfire. And by the end of the night, I'd say 90% of the kids in school have seen the video and 98% know about the video if they have at least have, they, about 98% at least know about the video. So by the next day, when the Gen Z kid wheels into school, everybody's just staring at them with this look of like, I know the truth. For some reason, I think the Gen Z kid just didn't know that the video was circulating. Or even if the Gen Z kid did learn about it, I guess they decided to stick to the lie and just wheel into school, assuming that, you know, no one would actually confront them if they were in a wheelchair. Yes, yeah, so to say the least, uh, people stopped doing what the Gen Z kid said. When the Gen Z kid was like trying to get attention, trying to get people to do stuff, people ignored them. And uh, yeah, eventually the video actually made its way to the principal's office slash the faculty staff. And the faculty staff suspended the Gen Z kid for an entire week. I mean, it's totally understandable. And uh, after the entire week, the Gen Z kid had to walk to the front of class, or not the front of class, but the front of everyone, because they had they had week they had like bi-monthly meetings or whatever where they'd all come together as an entire school. And the Gen Z kid had to walk on stage, yeah, not wheel on stage, walk on stage and give a public apology, and was also forced to meet with someone who actually lives like completely disabled from the waist down to learn about the true struggle. It was a very harsh punishment, but it definitely fits the crime.